word up. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome back to Common Folk. Yes, sir. Gosh, we didn't even get any notifications. He was pushing buttons over there, Andy. What do you mean? Normally, he's like... All right, you guys ready to start and something, and then we're, and then enough. he's like, shh, <laughs> and then I've had enough of your guys' shit. You don't listen to me. Yeah, that's true. And I have to constantly tell you to be quiet. <laughs> and so he just started. I was like, okay, good thing I wasn't like going to the bathroom or something. I mean, you start a podcast because you like to talk, and then you start talking, and then you have Ben saying, yeah. stop talking. Right. Yeah, it's like, see? can't freaking right. win. Right. You got to know so. when to talk and when not to talk, right? Mm. Or he just turns our mics off. Get your stuff together. Maybe that's the next country music song that's going to be remade to a big old hit. It seems to be the trend nowadays. Yeah. There you go. You know? Yeah, we could get to number one. No when to hold them. No when to shut up. Yeah. You write it. That stuff. Sounds <laughs> great. How about you write it and not sing it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kidding. I'm on board with that. It's hot in here. Uh, yeah. Hold on, it's I hot. Got... There, there that'll help. That'll help. And with this... that awesome koozie. And the koozie's awesome. And the name of the beer, cold beer. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, but no. cream ale. Mm. It's really I good. saw that the other night and I was like, ain't not going to do that. Uh, that's really good. We got to hang out with those guys the other day. Yeah. Yeah, they hosted the uh, podcast award show. At Nebraska Brewing. Yeah. We came in second on a couple uh, awards. Like in your we own? We were right there. In your own mind? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> there weren't that many votes, <laughs> so we had to be close to the top. <laughs> had to be. <laughs> had to be. Yeah. No, it was fun. It was hot there, too. Mm. It was, yeah. I did get notification on that one that uh, it was going to be hot back in the brewery. So Yeah. They, they had good cold beer, though. Yeah. They did. They did, mm-hmm. and heck of a job putting it on for their first year. I thought it was a pretty good, pretty good deal. Yeah, did you know great. everyone there, Andy? Yeah, like I knew. all the other podcasts. Uh, not all the other podcasts. Um, I interact with a lot of them online and stuff. Okay, um, but I would say I only knew about a third of the people there. They were all big Husker. Yeah, it was kind podcasts. of podcast, and that's kind of what it was set up to be and before is Husker podcast, Husker football podcast. Which yeah, right. Yeah. It's amazing that there's. Hundreds of Husker is, podcasts. Is there really that yeah. many? Yeah. Yeah. There's, There's a quite lot? a few. There's quite a few. And so. you don't, obviously, I mean, for our listeners, don't just talk about Huskers. Yours is just sports in general. Right. All right. All right. My, ours is a sports betting show, and but it does focus around Midwest teams. Okay. So we're always talking about the Huskers if they're playing. Um, but yeah, we didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves into just whatever 12 weekends out of the year but some people really do it's oh, just yeah. huskers so then what do they talk about when there's nothing huskers going on they talk about what could happen what might have happened who's going to get hired who's going to get fired it, it it's oh pretty, so it doesn't end it does not end no it doesn't end oh. they start interviewing each other yeah it gets to be a very repetitive off season yeah. do you listen to those uh, guilty as charged. Yeah, there I can go. tell. I can <laughs> see. I can yeah. see a look on your I face. I sure do. David's yeah. like, yeah, yep. I do. Who is I, this guy? Yeah, who is this guy, Ben? Uh, yeah. So we we have a guest here today. This is uh, Mr. David Madden. Not not the shoe guy though. No, that's Steve. That's that's my oh, that's yeah. my uncle. Is, is it your brother? Yeah, <laughs> your uncle. Okay. All right. Your yeah. long lost uncle. So Dave. Uh, 
is what I call you. And I call him mm-hmm. David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And both are equally acceptable. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Andy calls him Davey. Davey. Yeah. <laughs> that, I'm cool. I'm like, I all thought right, we Davey. had an agreement on that. <laughs> yeah, one. We, we did. did. We, we did. did. Sorry. Yeah. No, no Davey. Davey. All right. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave Madden, um, father, entrepreneur, outdoorsman, um, all around pretty decent guy. <laughs> Decent. And good guy, a lawyer. Dun, 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 oh. Only negative. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'll bill you for this later. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I know it's coming anyway. <laughs> right. So the whole uh, idea today was, I thought um, we've we've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs and want to talk to you about you know that in general. Um, definitely have never talked to a lawyer. Uh, that may or may not be good. Mm-hmm. And the outdoor thing we talk about outdoors all the time mm-hmm. that's right up your alley um there's a ton of things we could talk about we could be talking for hours and hours but what we're going to start with is uh first of all i guess most recently as adults i was i was thinking about this the last couple of days how did you and i reconnect as yeah, adults i've thought about that yeah it had to have been it had to have it was something to do with the farm focus it business, was i think but yeah it was you know it was, it was right when you guys moved back to to Nebraska from Tennessee. Okay. okay. And you had this really cool idea. You were going to start your own company. Mm-hmm. And you were looking for some help on the intellectual property front. Okay. And so you came in. I set you up with one of my partners and um, kind of walked through patents and trademarks and yeah. hmm. if you needed copyright, all that sort of stuff. And um, from then, you know, you kind of were a good client of the firm and, you know, your brand really started mm-hmm. to take off. So we reconnect every now and then talk about what was going on and, you know, how we could best position you for success moving forward. And for sure. Yeah. And then when I started my own firm, you were my first paying customer. So yeah, I actually right. kept the really? check. Yeah. Uh, the, the farm focus check. I still have it. Oh, so nice. That was $340. Okay. Yeah. And right. that was That's 20 what? minutes worth of work. Yes, sir. Wow. I got four kids, wow. man. You know, I got, a, I got a lot of mouths to feed, brother. Yep. Uh, and I went, but I couldn't. I could not remember why I called you. I, I don't know what it was. I must have been talking to somebody or something, and somebody said. Well, I remember always saying, Dave, like, right? yeah. yeah, David's a lawyer. Hey, remember like, that one idiot from high school? No. Someone gave him a law license. Yeah. You should call him. You know? Yeah. Someone must have said something Had to you. Somehow, yeah. somehow we connected, but no, it's been awesome. And and ever since then, um, you know, anytime I have any kind of legal questions or, or something to lean on or something to go after you're my go-to guy and uh, you usually point me in the direction of whatever who else it might be i need to talk to um so let's uh let's let's have the audience learn a little bit about you so um yeah. where did you grow up and uh and and kind of what was that like coming up yeah um so i'm I'm an army brat man and um grew up all over the place and lived in germany three different times and um you know moved pretty much every two years and uh for a lot of kids i think they hate it but but i loved it Mm. and um you know i got to experience new things and meet a bunch of new people and i think it's probably the one thing that set me up um for success the most as a person because it taught me how to walk into a room where I don't know anybody mm-hmm. and talk to anybody. Sure. And, um, you know, it, it helps you understand that there's a whole big world out there. And, you know, it really can inform your perspective in a ways that I think if you, you know, you live somewhere your whole life just doesn't do that. Right? For sure. Yeah. And so, um, so that was really cool for me. But I will tell you, when we moved here, um, this was the place for me that I wanted to stay. 
I was always like, we're kind of ready for the next challenge, the next next adventure. But the, there was something about Nebraska, and maybe it was just how old I was. I was ready to start putting roots down. I was fourteen. Fourteen, okay. And um, but yeah, this was always going to be the place. So as I, as I get hmm. older, then winters get a little longer. So yeah. we have to revisit no that. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, uh, where can I have another house at? Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we got to do a little better at the firm before that happens. <laughs> okay, but, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, so that's how I ended up here. So was it? Um, you said army. So yep. your your parents got moved here mm-hmm. for the military. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you know, there's a big air force base here, mm-hmm. but one of the biggest missions is a thing called Stratcom, Strategic Command, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. where. A lot of the nation's nuclear planning gets done, and that's a joint assignment. So you've got folks from the Army, the Air Force, the Marines, and the Navy who all kind of mm-hmm. work this together. Um, and so uh, he was a Army Ranger, like, grunt. Mm. And they were like, hey, do you want to work on nukes? And he was like, yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. Let's go do that. Perfect. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's our tax dollars at work. And uh, that's how we ended up here. He was working uh, at Stratcom. And so um, he ended up my, – my parents split – um, and then he ended up getting stationed in Korea. Oh, okay. So and he did so, get moved again. Yeah. So, but he came back here. You know, the saying is once you get on it, you don't get off it. <laughs> and it's true. Mm, I yeah. mean, the number of people who retire yeah. here because it's just no a doubt. great place to live and yeah. raise a family. So, for crazy. the people listening who aren't from around here, oh, yeah. the name of the Air Force Base is Offit Air Force That's Base. That's probably helpful context yeah. for that yeah. terrible dad joke. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot a lot of people, you know, that you meet around here in one way or another are connected to the military. How many times have you heard that story? You know, and I haven't mm-hmm. lived here my whole life or anything like that, but, oh, man, I want to get stationed out in San Diego. I was really right. looking at Fort right. Worth, yeah. and then I got stuck at home. I'm like, oh, man. And then I just loved it, and now we're retired here. You uh-huh. know, like, yeah. you hear that. All. It's real, man. Yeah, you hear it from everyone. It is, and I think it's the people more than anything else. Mm, yeah. You know, it's not like this everywhere else. Right, you know? right. So you recognize that. It's not. Di- it's different oh, yeah. than all the places. Yeah, here. I mean, we, we, lived in, we lived in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, so when we pretty fast, pretty fast. <laughs> it was, man, and and I moved um, from Oklahoma to New York, and I had a deep Southern accent. Mm. Did you? So them boys beat it out of me when I got there. I mean, <laughs> oh, they man. were like waiting for me after school. Like, hey, you talk kind of funny, man. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I, I dropped that real quick. You had to have been pretty young at that time. That was sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sixth grade. Geez. So, does it ever come back out? Oh yeah. When like, you when you're drinking or what? No, no. I mean, so we we like to we spend some time in South Carolina because uh-huh. as a family, it's kind of a special place for us for a number of reasons. And you give me like three four days down there, it'll you know start, start peeking its back. head out. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. funny. See, yeah. but explain to him because I'll get around my friends from Tennessee, and they just are Southern talkers, mm-hmm. and then I start talking yeah. like yeah. that like or i just pick up something mm-hmm. you know and like, well, and some mm-hmm. people i think if you're more because when, when i went to school in minnesota you know i started to get the oats and all that crap right <laughs> and, and uh, yeah. i think some people who are maybe a little bit more linguistically inclined kind of are sponges for that okay so that maybe, must be maybe you should be a linguist you know maybe, okay maybe okay. that's your next calling because minnesota deal is real like we we used to go up to Canada every spring for fishing, and there's usually a, just over a week long. And by day four, day five, you are talking like the locals. <laughs> eh? About it's eh? true. You the long O's. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. sir. Eh? You know <laughs> why are you putting a after everything? But you do. Yeah, you do. Need some need some more bait there, eh? Yeah. I sure do, eh? <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be something that we do around here, but it's pretty neutral in I, this area. Oh yeah, I saw. Uh, uh, Stephen Colbert had a really good joke back in the day, um, and he, it was a headline that came out. It was the most per capita call centers in the nation was in Nebraska. 
And when interviewed why this was the case, they said, well, because people from Nebraska sound like they're from nowhere. And in reality, it's kind of true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've always true. said we sound like we're f- from the movies with normal talking with no accent. Like, this is normal, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... I mean, it's like people in the movies. They yeah. don't have... The biggest word I catch is a uh, crick. I say crick. Yeah. And yeah. It's creek. It's, it's creek. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, cool. maybe this is I would think, some people will put a T when they say across. They'll be like, yeah, we, we went across there. I'm oh, always like, what, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. where'd you get that extra letter, bud? Is that a that must be an Iowa thing? <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Sorry to D- definitely Iowa not a Nebraska thing. We can't claim that. Uh, no. So you said you were uh, 14 when you moved to this area. Yep. Um, what? How did it go from there? Like being, like you said, being an army brat. Like, mm-hmm. was it tough when you got here, meeting people and and trying to get into groups and all that kind of stuff? And 14, you would have been. Were you junior high? I was or? going into eighth grade. Okay, you eighth know. grade. You know, um, nah, not really. You know, again, this place is really welcoming. Mm-hmm. It's just good good mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the first people I actually met was Morgan's sister, Carly. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And so we went to eighth grade all through high school together. Mm-hmm. But no, you know, and I I kind of learned how to get in with people right. and, and do all that. And it just was kind of normal. But there was something about this place where the relationships formed a lot earlier mm-hmm. and they were a lot deeper mm-hmm. um, immediately. So I, I mean, it's something in the water. I don't know, but maybe it was just maybe. dumb yeah. luck, but yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty easy transition. And you went to a pretty fun high school at that time. You guys had dominant basketball teams, yeah, uh, volleyball teams. Right. I mean, that, and it was a newer school too. And yeah. you know, not that it's real old now, but mm-hmm. back then there was a buzz about it. I felt. Yeah. And I mean, our, my <clears throat> freshman year, that senior class was a really talented group of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Fortune, remember Zach? Oh, God, man. Re- God rest yeah. his soul, man. Yeah. Went to Iowa State and yeah. um, transferred to South Dakota. Unfortunately, passed away. But you know, they they had dudes like him, a guy who went and played D one soccer at West Point, a yep. dude that went and played football at KU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marty Levinson had a great career at University of Nebraska, Kearney. Yep. Um, I mean, that team was stacked. Yeah. So it was fun. And then we kind of fell off, and that's probably because I was running around out there. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Who's this guy? And, yeah. And then, the southern uh, accent out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, know, you leave me in the corner, I'll make you pay, but that's about all I can do. Uh, and so, but yeah, after that, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a great place to be. You played definitely. sports at the school, didn't you? Yeah, I ran track and cross country and played okay. basketball. And, um, yeah. you know, unfortunately for me, um, because of my parents' divorce, I was in a position where I ended up having to stop before my senior year mm. so I could work. And, um, you know, I had to pay for a car and pay for clothes. We just, it was, you know, times got tough to be completely candid. And so. So your parents divorced when you were in high school? Yeah. Um, like, and you right lived away. with your mom, yeah. right? Yeah. Because your dad left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I they, remember that. My freshman year. And um, yeah, so, mm. you know, that's that's a thing that happens mm-hmm. to a lot of kids. But for me, that was a pretty seminal event in my life, you know, and, um, you know, a lot of good came from it ultimately, but it was mm-hmm. definitely a very, very difficult period for me. Mm. Mm. Did you, uh, where'd you work? Uh, oh boy. I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit this. <laughs> oh. Do you know the answer to this already? No, you set me up. I have a general <laughs> idea. I don't either. I worked at the Buckle. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. no, you didn't. And uh, I was infamous. You know, people would try and do that buckle challenge. You I did of this, yeah. Where it's where you try and get to the back of the store and out uh-huh. without somebody uh-huh. stopping you, trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. I'd see them come in mm. and I'd wait, 
And then right as they thought they were going to get out, and you know, I'd be like, "Hey, can I sell you these pants or something?" You know, and they'd be like, "No." So. You've always you're always a pretty fashionable guy, so I could see what. Oh, see that. I appreciate that, yeah. man. I thought he was going to say line chef at Hooters. I mean, that's what I was gearing <laughs> yeah. up for. <laughs> that he was going to be a bouncer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably not my mo there, but yeah. yeah. So no, I man, that. you got to do what you got to do. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I learned a lot from it. I learned that you don't run from hard work. Right. I'll tell you that much, right? For and, sure. And, um, and at that time for me too, I was able to, um, you know, I came to faith and that's been a really mm. important part of my journey um, and, mm. and the thing that anchors me and roots me and I think helps me be the husband and father I want to be and that sure. sort of stuff. So again, you know, there's a verse that says, God makes all things work for the good of those who love him. And uh, so that's been true in my life and it's been really cool to sort of watch where I was in high school in a pretty dark place mm. to sort of where things are now. Mm-hmm. And, and I know none of that's happening unless I have that experience. So yeah. that's yeah. been a cool journey for me. Nice. Yeah. Kind of yeah. no regrets type of, you know, attitude, oh, you know, that's like the life mantra mm-hmm. is that's, that's probably my number one fear in life is having regrets mm. at the end of it all. Mm. You know, I mean, I can yeah. relate to that. Yeah. That's why yeah. that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Oh yeah, because of the job that I had, and I thought to myself, man, in 20 years, mm-hmm. what am I gonna think? And I knew mm-hmm. what I was gonna think. Yep. And there'd be things I'd regret. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, man. You know, for me too. I mean, I've, I've mentioned to you guys earlier. I, you know, I lost my dad in in 20, and uh, it was to COVID, and it was rough. You know, we were in mm-hmm. the room with them, and Ooh. there was nothing nothing pretty about it. Yeah. And, you know, this guy was a former Army Ranger, mm-hmm. like West Point grad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And to see him in that spot made me realize, dude, yeah. life is fragile. Yeah. yeah. It is. And it can be done like that. And so you got to do it. You do it now. You don't wait. Sure. And I had some opportunities with some clients that I knew if I didn't take advantage of it, you know, I'd never be able to look myself. The 85-year-old year me, you know, mm-hmm. God willing, I get that far. Yeah. Well, I think you're off to a great start charging, what was it, $340 per 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's a great start. Yeah, that's yeah. gone up. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he really is a lawyer, you guys. <laughs> I mean, come on. That was three years ago. Like, what are we talking Or wait. No, that was seven years ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was, this was, uh, oh, the, well, when he started his, his recent firm, oh, okay. which we'll get into. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what he's talking about. Inflation's real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> Um, so when did, uh, the outdoors start entering your life? Was that around that time or is that later mm-hmm. in life? So it's a interesting question for me. Um, my dad was not a big outdoorsman, mm-hmm. you know, he'd go sleep on the ground for six weeks. And the last thing he wanted to do when he got back was go back outside, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he didn't grow up with it. You know, he was a city kid from Boston. So, uh, but I had a lot of guys around, you know, neighbors, dads, and a grandfather who was you know, really into it. And so, you know, I can still remember the first time I shot a gun. It was like a break action 410. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I was, I was probably seven or eight. And I remember thinking, there's something about being out here doing this, not necessarily just shooting animals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's what you're trying to do when you're out there, but it should be yeah. out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really impactful for a young guy. And then, especially when I was going through, I was going through with my parents split being mm-hmm. outside was yeah. like the therapy, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, as after I graduated from high school and, you know, went to law school and, and did all that, you know, that was like the thing I chose to do with my time was 
be outside, you know, going on hunting, fishing trips and all that stuff. So for me, it's been something that I want to be a part of my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted, I want to give it to my kids because I want them to understand, you know, and I've told you some of the stuff that we do try to get kids outside for the first time. You can see horizon lines change in a person just went being mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the world looks a little bit bigger, and maybe there's more possibilities out there for me than I thought, given my present circumstances. Right. So that's yeah. that's what we're trying to do. And mm. yeah, a, like clarity that comes too. Like just yes. being on the water fishing, and it's something you can't really put a finger on. Like I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, deer camp is special to mm. our family, mm-hmm. you know. And our uncles get together. My brothers are there. My dad's there. We're all back on the farm. And the last thing that's on our minds is, ooh, we got to shoot a deer. Ooh, we got to right, get three of right. them swinging here. No, it's it's all the other things. And, mm. and then the, the mm. crisp, cold morning where you're you're sitting out there freezing your nuts off. And you're like, what the hell am I doing out here? But, <laughs> but you love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's quiet. You're hearing you're part of – it feels like you're part of nature. And mm. I don't know. Like it – it's, it's, you, if you don't experience it, you don't know. For sure. And I think what you're saying right there is it's like – like you said, you know, you're sitting out there in the cold and you're just like, what am I doing? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's weird. It's like a year later when season is coming up, you're like, God, I can't get, wait to get back out there and do that again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, one thing I think you hit on deer camp is it's about the people mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, there, I didn't mean to like come in here and give you guys a sermon today, but there's a verse. My favorite we'll verse take is it. We'll take it. as iron sharpens iron. So one man mm-hmm. sharpens another. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, whether that's in the Bible or not, you know it universally to be true. Absolutely. So I get yeah. around good dudes yeah. for a weekend, and yeah, we're gonna stay up late, and I probably find my way to some bourbon and some scotch. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But 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 when I come home, you know my cup's been filled, and it's because I've been around really mm-hmm. good people. Mm-hmm. And whether I missed six birds, which I probably did, <laughs> or you know left left some out in the field, doesn't yeah. matter. It's it's exactly what you talked about. You it's, are who you keep. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah, it, it's just fun to you know do those things and take a load off, and it, it, you gain perspective too. Like I don't know when I'm going on all these road trips, get a lot of windshield time in the fall doing broadcasting football games, mm. and it just it allows me to just think about how good I have it and. Yeah, I hate my kids, but they're not that bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you get to missing them a little Absolutely. bit. You're only gone for like three or four hours. So yeah. it, it is nice, whether it's windshield time or out in the field, to have that alone time I think is important. It is, man. It is. So it, as we continue to kind of go through your your life there, um, when what, what happened first? Did you decide – that you wanted to go into law first, or did you find your wife or girlfriend first? Um, so, you know, that's a really good question, man. <laughs> you know, I actually, I, I never really set out to be a lawyer. Okay. Um, you didn't? Nope. And John Grisham, you know, who writes all these law books, has a really, a line that I find really funny in one of his books. It's, uh, he says, no one sets out to be a real estate lawyer. So I do both of those things. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So, but for me, you know, I, I was, uh, I was doing like political science and history and philosophy and, you know, you know, a brother's not going to get a job doing any of that. And so it seemed like a natural extension of those things, mm. which I found intellectually stimulating, uh, to go to law school. And so I kind of had figured out that's probably where I was going. And, um, then I started dating my best friend's sister 
and so it was probably right around the same time. Oh, yeah, and we're still good friends, by the way. So that's really? oh, yeah. that normally doesn't end well. It got dicey at first. Well, I knew it was I knew like the did you ask first, him first? No, but I oh. kind of told him it was going down. Oh, you know, okay. I knew the first time I asked her on a date, it was a marriage proposal, right? Because like this was like a second family. To yeah. Me. yeah, I can't screw that one up. Yeah. If she breaks up with me, that's fine. But I knew mm. I had to know I was all in like immediately. Yeah, and so yeah, I would say probably about the same time. But then. Once we started getting pretty serious and stuff, I was like, all right, I got to make the So you were happen. around the family before oh, yeah. you obviously I was like were. going on trips with them. That's how good of friends we were. Okay, but you weren't like, no. you, you were attracted to Cammie at this time? Too? So, no, because I mean, she was like young. You okay. know, I mean, she's, she's, she's 18 months younger than me or 20 months younger than me. You know, so like I was in college and she was like a sophomore, junior in high school. Like, and you're like, mm, yeah, yeah. No, come on now. Like, right, right. right. And, uh, but my brother and her were the same grade. Okay. So I would hear tales mm. when, they, when they were in eighth grade together. I would hear <laughs> tales. I'd be like, dude, Cammy Hogavine is so hot. <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't know who that is. And then, you know, she, I saw her. She was like 16. I was like, she is really pretty. But uh, good for you, buddy. Good luck. You know, like, and then ultimately she graduated and there had been some flirting at her graduation party. And, you know. Mm-hmm. Was like, I outkicked my coverage big time. So I was trying to lock that up early. And know? her, so her brother was your age he's a year older than me okay great but, wise, but yeah yeah we worked together at like a kids day camp which was like the funnest job i've ever had okay and uh yeah that's how i got to know him so nice mm-hmm. nice so then i don't uh, think i knew that story no yeah. we definitely did not well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot, good a lot better than i thought it could have went i thought you were like well i was looking into prenuptials and i thought you know i could <laughs> do that better <laughs> myself <laughs> yeah that's how i got into it i got divorced and i need to learn how to protect my own interests yeah there you go <laughs> So you you went to uh, you went to school you went to law school whatever and then what 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 happens after that? Um, you know I was blessed to to work at a really big firm mm-hmm. and um, you know really high end premium work and got trained by a lot of really good lawyers and and good people mm-hmm. and so you know I worked my tail off for a long time and too much sometimes yeah and um, but yeah we started having kids and. You know, started looking around like, ooh, man, it's been four days since I've seen my kids. Mm. That's mm. not that, that's not so good. Yeah, because you're working that uh, much. I was, yeah, yeah. There were days where it would be, it would get like that, and um, so that, that's always a part of what we do. If you're doing the stuff that I'm fortunate enough to work on, you're going to work a lot. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, mm-hmm. right? But it was some of it was felt maybe a little arbitrary on why I was still at the office at two in the morning and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of when the wheels started. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a different way to do this? Can I figure out a way to mm-hmm. do this in a way that mm-hmm. I think honors my commitments to my family and to myself professionally? You know, and and so that was kind of the where the genesis of do I want to try something different? you know, started. There's a, a question posed, uh, interview I was listening to, and they were talking about, don't try to separate these two things, like work and your life. Couldn't agree more. Could You know, you can make it one. It doesn't have to be like, then I leave the office and I shut it off. I'm not a part of, you know, like, there, there's truth to both sides, but I think where you want to get to is where both can live harmoniously, mm-hmm. you know, side by side, and you're not shortchanging either one. One of the things that we do in our firm, which obviously we're still getting to, mm-hmm. but, but but we meet with our clients and and we we pour into them and their employees, trying to help them become better men. 
And the reason we do it is exactly the reason you just said, because it's it, the whole idea of this separation mm-hmm. of personal and professional is a myth. Mm-hmm. Do you honestly think if a guy's having a, a really troubled marriage, when he leaves the house and goes to work, he's not bringing that home with him to work? Yeah. Right. Or if you got a really yeah. bad yeah. day at the office and you go home, he's not bringing that with him? Mm-hmm. So that you're exactly right. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. I mean, that's a really... That's that's a powerful thing when you realize that mm-hmm. and you figure out a way to implement it. It's extremely powerful in what it can do in your life. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Is there any like cool stories you can tell from your time at that firm that you were working with, of like some big deal or something that was that was just fun or that I don't know people might might like to hear. Oh, and and yeah. I guess before that, were you primarily in real estate when mm-hmm. you were doing that as well? So yeah, I mean. When I started, I litigated the first year out because it was 2010, and you know we were just coming out of 08, 09. You know, credit markets were just starting to unfreeze, so nobody was doing mergers and acquisitions, which was the group that I was in. And they were like, "Hey, man, we we would like to hire you, you know, but it's not going to be there. Will you be a litigator?" And I was like, "Sure." And then I did that for a year. It sucked. And then there was an opportunity to be go back to the real estate group and and work in mergers and acquisitions and do that stuff just on the real estate side. And so, you know, when Conagra uh, sold their commodities trading group, we did that deal for them. And that at the time was, you know, billion dollar plus wow. deal. Wow. And that was really eye opening. It was also the reason I was working till three in the morning mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. but I learned a yeah. lot from it. That was a cool one. But, you know, the, the one that has been the most fun for me, as you know, is um, just being outside counsel to, to meta platforms on their data center developments here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the game changer for me. Yeah. Um, because a company of that scale um, had the confidence in me. Because one of the things that I've always struggled with, and I think as, as people we all do, is imposter syndrome. Mm. You know, like when, when that company was like, hey, we would like you to help us do this. I was like, okay, maybe I am good at this. Maybe I go. can do it. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. that was a billion and a half dollar all-in development, and they they keep adding to it. And so, that was the one that gave me the juice for like, man, I really want to do real estate development. I mm-hmm. really like this kind of work. It's really cool. And so, that, I mean, those are probably the things that you know. And so, for for like some perspective for people who who might not understand. You're obviously working in Omaha. You're in downtown Omaha. You're in mm-hmm. that tower. Yep. It's, it's one of the biggest firms, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and the area, for whatever reason, and you guys probably had a lot to do with this, has become a really hotbed for these tech companies. Yeah. And you mentioned Meta. People know it as Meta, as Facebook. Facebook. Yes. Um, and they decide to come and go southwest of town. Mm-hmm. And start building these massive yeah. facilities. Aircraft carriers. Oh my god, they're so big. Yeah, and and it's been and how long mm-hmm. have they been building? And they're still building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's it it has to be one of the biggest deals that this area of the country has ever seen. Yeah. When it's everything, right? I mean, you're talking servers. You're talking distribution hubs, uh, yep. offices. All of it, like yeah. it, it's going up. Google, like yeah. Prime, a, the Prime Building over there. That, yeah, so I did that one too. Amazon, and that, was, that was crazy. I did the that Amazon, is humongous, one. and it's that's eight hundred and twenty thousand square foot building. Um, you know, on these on these data centers, man, they, there's a thousand construction workers and tradesmen on site hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. A thousand. Yeah, so if you're an electrician looking for work, come yeah. on out to Omaha. One hundred percent. You know, I sit here, like I mean, I drive past those places, right? 
And every single time, I'm just, I'm, my mind is just boggled. I'm like, the, the stuff that is going on out here, and it's like no one's talking about it. Yeah. It feels like it's just so like under wraps. Yeah. Well, there's a, I mean, there's reasons for that, right? Yeah. I mean, those companies are, are really under the microscope, yeah. fairly or unfairly. Yeah. And so, you know, they're careful about what they announce and how they announce it mm-hmm. and all yep. that stuff. Yep. But, um, you know, part of the reason they're here is because we've created a, a good business climate. Yeah. For investment. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other side of that, you know, when you go up Highway 275 mm-hmm. and you always see those signs, Costco, get out of here. Costco. Oh, yeah. Right, and they're right, talking right, about yeah. that chicken. The chicken. So deal, yeah. That's a big We worked part. on that one. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> I was gonna, that's what I was going to ask you about. I'm like, you, yeah. you really got to be careful where you're trying to help, say, build here, don't build there. You know, this could possibly, I mean, that's right up your alley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Because well, that, that brought together the unlikeliest of bedfellows. Really? Oh, on the opposition side? Oh, dude. So that, we represented, it got pretty wild. It, yes. Yeah. We represented the city of Fremont. And, it, and, and, give, and give people some perspective <laughs> yeah, of what the I don't know what, what you're talking about. Was. So, so yeah. what, it, what it was is Costco, you know, if you've ever been into one, they've got these rotisserie chickens everywhere. They're yeah. known for it. And yeah, exactly. Like yeah. People are like all about this, yeah. right? And so yeah. they've got to have inventory to put in their stores. So they partner with companies to build these places where they're going to raise the chickens that are then slaughtered to go mm-hmm. in the Costco. So, so that's what so, that's, so essentially they're not like it's not what you would think. They're not like a grocery store buying chickens from the market somewhere. They decided we are so big, this is such a big deal that we have to have our own. Yep. Oh, I didn't know they did chicken that. Farm. Yeah. yeah. So they have a yep. chicken farm right outside well, of Costco. This is, this yeah, is what's right. coming. Okay. So. Yeah. 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 So, so they started in a, pl- in a a different place, and then and the pitchforks came out, and they were like, "Well, that's not going to work." So they they ended up looking at Fremont, and so our firm got retained, and I was only involved in a little way. Uh, it's actually how I met my my current law partner, by the way. Oh, okay. But uh, I had to cover because the senior partner who was running the deal. I had to cover the public hearings because he was out of town. Mm. And he's like, hey, just so you know, he's been a little rowdy. Okay. It's the <laughs> understatement of the century. Yeah. So Is I show that up. that bad? They, Why am I just they, now they hearing about They had to put it this? in like the fairgrounds building because there were hundreds of people going to these. And like, you know, I walk in. I'm like, man, there's a lot of people here for this. And there's just sheriffs like lining the – and I was like, I don't think I feel safe anymore. <laughs> like, I feel like he undersold how much people are pissed off about this. And you're the guy that they're going to be – yeah, well, Real. yeah, yeah, they're not going to be happy with me, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm sitting there, and this dude gets up, and he's like, we don't want this project because we don't want those kind of people in our community. And I was like, oh. you said the quiet part out loud, buddy. Oh. That's yikes, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then another guy gets up, and he's clearly, like, looks like he's maybe an environmentalist kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I don't want the project either. Not for the reasons he said. That's not a kind of racist. But, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but like, they were sitting on the same side, yeah. you know, together. Yeah. Yep. And it was just the weirdest alignment of people I've ever seen and trying to stop what you could call progress uh, a farm being built and I get it and you do hear some horror stories about like small towns in Kansas or whatever where something like that goes up and then this clientele of people yes infiltrate the town and it's like oh man it's not what it was yeah you know so rightly or wrongly there were some people who weren't real happy and there's and like you talked about with the environmentalist you know there's a lot of like Odors and mm-hmm. runoff. Yeah. Runoff was the big concern. Yeah. Ruining the water. Yeah. Right. Talk to and what happens, farmer with that. What yeah. happens with all the litter and like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But So what yeah. happened? It's there. 
Yeah. <laughs> we, we, okay. They and the got pitch it. Pitch there. there too. Yeah. Oh yes, they are. Yeah, it, it's there and it's it's so they're out. raising chickens. It's pumping out lots of chickens every day. And this services a lot of Costco's. I honestly don't know. Okay. I mean, I, we weren't yeah. in, in, in sure either, we weren't yeah. that deep in the weeds on that side of things. So. Did not know but chicken had or Costco had their own chickens. But okay. you know, I mean, they strategically could have just brought some of those rotisserie chickens in because everybody that goes to Costco loves those rotisserie chickens. Yeah, they could have just served them at that meeting. That could have been some <laughs> yeah. common yeah. ground that for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> They're all just eating the chicken and then yelling at each other. I, uh, <laughs> I think that would have been seen as trolling. I don't think that would have gone over to. I would have had to run out of there. <laughs> People would have been like, heck, yeah, these are good. Bring it in. <laughs> all right, bring the farm on. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we were wrong. Cool. They are actually good, though. I know they are. Yeah, they're really good. I they are some, better than Sam's. Side, side story, I mm. heard somebody talking. The, God, I can't remember what it was. I'll have, to, I'll have to think back on it. But they were talking about the um, the hot dogs at Costco. Oh. How good they are, and they're only like $1.50. Choice. <laughs> like, my kids want to go there just because they're trying the to get dogs? those hot dogs, man. Oh, yeah, they're they're legit. Was it like $2 for an eight-pack? $1.50? No, no, no. no it's they serve, they serve oh, them, the, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. see, and I like, see, we have okay. memberships to both, but... I like the like the churro things, the cinnamon sugar things at Sam's. Okay, I'm, I don't no, understand. Yeah, yeah. See, see, I so I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, if your kids want to go for a hot dog, I wouldn't mind going for one of those. Yeah. It was like it, the story I was listening to. It, it was like some business story, and they were talking about how important that dollar fifty hot dog is to Costco. Really? That's crazy. And like what it what it results in for them in the rest of what goes on in the. In the store, yeah. you know what I mean. It's almost like an IKEA business model where there's meatballs and yeah. crap yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, the and corner. it's just an unbelievably <laughs> cheap yeah. price for something that's really good. And then you just go spend six hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, you ain't getting out of there for less than five bills. Right? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's tough. Right. That's I mean, so true. I'm guilty of that too. I mean, uh, I, I, we go to Sam's Club a lot yeah. for uh, Ashley's con- concession stands for volleyball, mm-hmm. and they have their dollar pizza slices and then a dollar for a drink you know and it's a huge drink you Mm -hmm. know 32 ounce 64 ounce whatever the hell it is a bucket of soda um so yeah you're you're in for two dollars and fifty cents and it's almost like a restaurant set up behind the registers it's insane and Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah, i'll you spend 400 bucks 500 bucks right and if i'm running behind or whatever out of time i that's in the back of my head like i'll just grab a slice and a powerade or whatever on my way out of sam's because they got it right there yeah Mm -hmm. you know yeah, totally it, works. It's in, yeah. So to um, kind of wrap up that portion, hmm. when you talked about the um, the meta and the, and the Facebook development, it's been kind of interesting for like the whole area around here. Again, um, like one of the, the shooting parks that mm-hmm. we go to that you're a member of, mm-hmm. the owner was telling us about the about Zuckerberg and his crew being out there yeah. shooting. Really? Yep. They went shooting? And and you're talking about, I mean, that's what what that's southwest of Omaha, mm-hmm. 30 miles. Yeah, it's in Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. And and those boys are coming to town a bunch of techies yep. that probably may, maybe they've held a gun, maybe they're not. I don't really know. I can't speak for them. Yeah. But they go out to a game park yep. and <laughs> go chase fun. pheasants around yeah. or clays around. Yeah. And it's happening in small town Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And, and, you know, and the, and the investment that they make in the communities, I mean, again, there's plenty of reasons why people don't like tech. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have to get into any of those. But the net positive aspect of these investments in the community is off the charts yeah i mean and the mm-hmm. the, the grants that they fund for school districts for steam and all that stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's crazy 
It's crazy. Being a sports guy, it's the same as like when the the city foots the bill to build a new stadium. Right. Do you realize what that NFL team does for a city, for a community, for a state? Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it's just it's off the charts. Yeah. All the small businesses that grow around and thrive out. You know, just because that stadium's there. Hundred percent. You know, I wonder if we could get those boys in on uh, funding Conestoga a little bit. Yeah, I guess we need like a. We're about to pass. We're not necessarily going to pass, but they're voting on like a fifty million dollar bond. Oh, really? People well, just don't want to do it for man. the fourth time. We're going to yeah. try. You guys should get rotisserie if, chickens. If, <laughs> that's <laughs> not a bad idea. We'll move on after this. But if Mark's listening, we could probably use about twenty ish or so. Okay. And then we could bring the the price down a little right. bit. And yeah. Everybody probably vote I mean, on that'd it. be totally I'll, I'll let him know next time I see yeah. him. Come yeah. on, Zuck. Come awesome. on, Zuck. Good deal. Good deal. So, uh, yeah, so then you're you're going through all that stuff, and then you get to the point where you were talking about earlier, mm. um, where you're looking at how much time you're spending and how much time away from home and all those kinds of things, and, and you kind of make the decision that you want to go out on your own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, first question I have, and you don't have to tell me the numbers, but when you, at least initially, when you went from the job that you were doing to your own firm and starting your own business mm-hmm. and kick, getting things off the ground, did you take a pay hit? No. You didn't? No. The, the, that was also part of the motivation for okay. doing it. All right. Well, that's awesome. Law firm, um, law firm economics kind of operates like a Ponzi scheme. You get, you know, it's a pyramid. Mm-hmm. And so you get mm-hmm. the guys at the bottom are just toiling, toiling, toiling. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of, subsidizing the people I understand. at the top, yep. okay. right? Yep. And so the idea is you stay in the rat race long enough, yep. and then when they retire, then it's your turn. But, you know, that doesn't always work that way. And sometimes some of those guys stay longer than they should, or maybe it's the people who are coming up underneath you are like, well, I'm not going to work like that. That's mm-hmm. crazy, mm-hmm. which is a very real thing in the legal mm-hmm. profession mm-hmm. with younger people who are choosing, you know, to not do what we did. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of look at that, you're like, wait a minute. So those guys aren't going to work as hard and make me as much money. So I'm going to have to keep doing this. Meanwhile, this guy's not leaving. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm still, and he's already got two homes, by the way. You know, so in in, in, in McGrath, my old firm, it was really good about trying to be proactive about mm-hmm. that stuff. So mm-hmm. I mean, they treated me very fairly. It was within, just the nature of the... It, there, was a, uh, there was a ceiling for me. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and I knew just with a couple of the client relationships that I had developed that, um, I, you know, I never asked them. I never said anything like, hey, would you come with me? That's unethical. You know, wouldn't right, do that. Right. I just knew they would. Yeah. So when I left, I got to take those clients came with me and then more found me after the fact. And instead of giving 50 percent of that revenue away, mm-hmm. I worked the exact same amount and kept it all. Yeah. And didn't have. Mm-hmm. My our, my overhead was like right, um, right. I think our first year was it was twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, because we were fully remote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it it was like the business case for me doing this totally was just as strong yeah. as everything right, else. Right. So um, I so, would have done it probably still. Yeah, if you know, even I was going to take a hit, but there it was. I said when I left, I will double what I'm doing mm-hmm, here, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's been true. And mm-hmm. that's been, I mean, it's been a blessing, you know, but For sure. yeah, it so, helps when you know you have those clients coming with you. Yeah, absolutely. So don't, I don't want anybody thinking I'm super brave here, you know, it's <laughs> well, a smart move. So yeah. are you a big fan of uh better call Saul? You know, I never watched those. Oh yeah. But I hear I have to, I, I do. I do think you have yeah, to. Okay. I, I really do. And love suits, you know, no show in the history of like lawyer shows mm-hmm. has ever nailed law firm culture 
hmm. the way that Suits did. No, I have to watch Suits. You I do. don't know what like, that is. What? No. Is I've, that on Netflix? I've never yes. watched it, but oh, okay. I've seen it. As I'm, yeah, but oh, like, awesome I mean, too. I know what it is. But yeah. Sorry, I haven't watched when it. When you watch it, there's okay. a character named Lewis Litt. Who That's abuses you? the summer associates? No, everyone knows. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> everyone knows who the Lewis Lit is in their firm. Oh. Like everybody knows it, you know. Okay, like they nail it. So you should watch it if you ever want to see what it's like to work in a big firm. It's crazy. All yeah, right, that'd be interesting. Hey, we're looking for a new series. There we go. Yeah. Okay, right. they get right. that one. So what's what's it look like today then? So you, how long ago did you go out on your own? Uh, March of twenty one. You know, and then my, my partner joined me in May of 21. Mm-hmm. So he was waiting. He was at another firm. And for a couple different reasons, he needed to wait a, a few months. And so we've been at it now for, you know, over two years. And so been, you didn't want to do this by yourself. You oh, knew you have. wanted a partner. I, I would have. Okay. Um, it was more the the community aspect of making sure, like, when I went to the office, mm-hmm. I was seeing another human being, you know. Yeah. And having somebody to bounce questions off of he's a little bit older than me um so that sort of stuff so and it was just gonna be it was gonna be more fun to do it with somebody you know i would say as a as a uh a customer i guess you know from the outside looking in it does feel like a bigger deal when there's you know a couple of names on the right on the sign yeah on the tag rather than you say richardson madden sounds better than madden law yeah because i I agree with you yeah i mean it's it it just i don't know there's something about it i guess it feels like because of those damn commercials they always do have you ever been caught in a you know in an injury and you need this law firm and they have like five and they list them i'm like damn i'm calling them i'm not (laughs) calling joe schmo over here the one name there's some truth to that there's some truth (laughs) okay yeah so there you go and obviously that's been working for you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, just our, our values are aligned. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about more than just the practice of law and business. Yep. Um, it's about doing something like that with someone who wants to make similar impacts on mm-hmm. the people around him, you know. And so that's one of the things we said is we when we don't always do a good job holding ourselves accountable to this standard, but some percentage of our time needs to go to things that are um, about others. You know, and yep. um, for us, sometimes that's leading a Bible study at a client, right? Could never have done that at my old firm. It just, I mean, I could have, but it would have been like, I need to keep it under wraps kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I answer to no one other than my partner and same for him. And so if that's something we want to do, we want to do it. If I want to go take some kids hunting on a Thursday morning, you know, like we find that space to do that mm-hmm. stuff. And I found that... <clears throat> Even with the success of our business, which has been really, really awesome, it's even more rewarding because of the things that we have committed to do as individuals, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. investing in others, man, because. Well, you you don't only free up the uh, you're allowed to do it. You you can let yourself do things. Uh, You also gave yourself time to do it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a twofold win-win. It's true. So really, I mean, yeah, that's right. So on that on that point. You mentioned earlier that you were noticing when you were working for somebody the amount of time that you didn't have to spend and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. How has that changed for you now being an entrepreneur? So uh, that's a really good question. People are like, oh, are you working a lot less? And the answer is no. And thankfully, because I build mm-hmm. by the hour. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> is it 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, how I do it is different. You're right. Yeah. And I don't have somebody come into me on a Friday night at five as I'm trying to get out of there and go, Hey dude, can you turn this purchase agreement for me? Uh, we need to get it to the client tonight. 
No, you don't. Mm-hmm. But if somebody can't say no to you, you got to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that's and and, and again, I don't want to paint my old vermin. That was ju- that was just not all. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it was. But that's, that's just, how it is. Yeah. like when you're sometimes working it, sometimes for it was that way, right? Yeah. and so so yeah. that isn't the case anymore. If I want to get up really early and get some stuff done, you know, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And then that maybe preserves some time from later on, you know, pick up my kids from school or do something like that. So th- the work is not less, but you own and get to manage how you do it a little bit better with a little mm-hmm. more freedom. And and that's yeah. good. I'm, I'm not good when I don't have stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I'm just not made for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like you're a busy body. Like I'm real good at sitting around watching football all day. Like you know, I do stuff like that. Yeah. But, and just like sitting on a beach or something like that. I don't have to like go do stuff. But like in my professional life, you want to be. I want to be fully engaged in what I'm doing because I'm better at my job mm-hmm. when I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got too much time to sit around and think about how sucky the real estate economy is right now. Right, right. right. It's not yeah. good for me. You know. I think idle you, hands, idle hands. Exactly, yeah. devil's workshop, man. Yeah. I think you uh, made a great point there when you said it's y- you work more. Yeah, and, oh. and that's a fact. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you absolutely work more. No, you know, you know it. Yeah, and we we talk about this a lot. It's but it's different to mm-hmm. your point. Like to elaborate on your point, it's it's more, but it's more flexible. Mm-hmm. Like if and if, it's for you, it and a hundred percent. So the the what you get out of it intrinsically is mm. seems to be, it, and it's not that's not for everybody, but it for me it's a lot more satisfying. Yeah, 100%. it's easier it's easier to do, isn't it? Because you know the rewards go come back to you rather than the pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. You know you're you're propping somebody else. Absolutely. Up. Here you're propping yourself up, and if you put in more time, you're gonna prop yourself up even better. So like, I don't know it. It's almost like that snowball effect, isn't it? Yeah. You if, you have, if you have that mentality of, you know, like you want to stay busy and you want to be building something and you want to have something more to show for it when it's all said and done rather than just a 401k or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, that's that's where you get your satisfaction. No question and about that's it. And that's what makes certain people um, successful at entrepreneurship. And it's not – that doesn't mean that's the only way to do it. That doesn't mean that's the right way to do it. There's a lot of people that – don't feel that way. Right. They want to just do their thing every day with the people they work for and go home and not have to worry about it. And that's totally cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think to to reiterate what you're saying, again, you work more, you do have more flexibility, but for the right person, it's a little more satisfying. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you touched on a couple of things that I want to get into and I'm I'm not clear yet, but I think what I'm picking up on is maybe within your firm, you were talking about like taking the kids out and going hunting and, and doing the Bible studies and these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's affiliated with your business or is that just your personal life or, or what is that? So, um, you know, we only do that with like select clients, right, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would be open to it, right? Because we don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But – that's what we we do. Some of like the stuff for employees, we do that through our firm. I mean, we show up as, hey, we're your lawyers, you know. And mm-hmm. and today we're going to teach you how to be awesome at being a dad, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we do that as part of how we have built our firm because we think that businesses can do more than just make money, and that's fine. I mean, I'm a capitalist, right? You just want to make money in your business and do that, it's great. Mm-hmm. But you can also do more, and um, you know. And what we've seen is that. Our clients that have done that 
they're like, man, you know, I feel like we're our productivity went up. It's like, yeah, because mm-hmm. you got people that are happy mm-hmm. and they're figuring out their relationships <laughs> at home, mm-hmm. and they're not weighed down by some of those things because mm-hmm. you know, not like we're like the uh, we're not counselors, right? But like just yeah. again, being around good men, being around good people, mm-hmm. it helps people, you know. And so mm-hmm. we've been able to do that a little bit through our business and. Um, the kid thing, you know, when I or I'll take guys out who are just going through a tough time and try and get them into a new environment, like outside. Um, that's usually done through the business as well, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just because when we started this, we said we asked ourselves the question: How do we do this differently? You know, and, and our our little tagline, which we have no website, we have no branding. We are a real law firm. I promise we exist, right? We just like to tell people it makes you exclusive if you're one of our clients. Because you know. you know, if you know, exactly. then you know. It's a good spin on it. You must have went to marketing school too, maybe. I don't know. Uh, no. no. It's, okay. like, it's like those bars downtown where they're like, oh, if you know, yeah, then like you the have to knock. Yeah, 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 you're like, got to yeah. knock on the yeah. door. You got to just know. Uh, okay. Our tagline was like, when it's time for something new. So that, at least that's what we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we tried to figure out how are we going to be a little different. And and so yeah, we we try to do a lot of that through our through our business, and we've got a separate consulting business that'll have a similar bent as soon as we kind of roll that out here in the fall. So, so my question is, do you get a lot of people asking you all types of law questions? Oh yeah, I mean right because yeah. it's well, like, even I do. Like sometimes I'll send them a message like, hey, do you know anything about this or right? Where can I go or whatever? But you've been i think you've been in it long enough right. that you, you funnel, know something you probably know, know something or you know yeah. enough yeah. people that you funnel them to other yeah okay definitely you know my favorite thing about like law school was like my first week you know i get a call so like like two days into law school a buddy called me he's like hey um i got a friend who got stopped by the cops and <laughs> they want to search his trunk and they did i'm like well i've been doing this for two days so i'm obviously qualified to answer this question <laughs> you know like yeah. you know, people just assume you know everything and by Absolutely. the way when you get out of law school you don't know anything like you have no idea what you're yeah. doing it's yeah. hilarious you know like so. you have to have that experience and yeah. work somewhere yeah absolutely but okay so you'll shuffle people yeah, yeah to yeah. like the right like i stay in my lane yes i'm the least handy dude that's ever lived i don't try to repair stuff around my house like i call somebody who knows mm-hmm. what they're doing yeah ben, ben come up and hang my tv for me dude you know but like if i don't do it i'm i'm not i'll send you somewhere else right yeah. it's got to get done right so, yeah yeah absolutely i just figured that you would totally get a ton of questions it's probably Always. like any profession right like i did hair you know and people yeah. say something or it's like a vet and mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. even like our daughter, people will be calling and she's like, yeah. like you said, two days My horse is school. sick. Yeah. Like, mm. And she yeah. doesn't know anything yet. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would assume you love talking about it because it's your profession. You know, I yeah. just saw that Joe Rogan interview with uh, Mr. Beast. Oh, know, yeah. The biggest mm-hmm. YouTuber ever. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that's all I want to talk about. You know, I'd never get tired of it. I love it. You know, and yeah. I assume it's kind of the same. Yeah. It, you know, it is. Um, yeah, I, I like what I do. Yeah. And um, it's cool. Because you can, real estate's cool no matter what anybody tells you, because you can see it, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. know, when I drive down Highway 50 or 370, I'm looking at things that, mm-hmm. like, I remember where I was when I was negotiating that agreement with mm-hmm. the city of Papillion or the city of Springfield and why that building ended up oriented the way it did because yeah, we yeah, had yeah. to argue mm-hmm. with yeah. them about it. Yeah. You know, like, that for me is what makes it rewarding. But, like, I wouldn't tell you I'm like a law nerd. Like, I, I mm-hmm. like to. I like the I like constitutional law. I think that's kind of cool, but like you know, 
there's other stuff I like to talk about more like like sports like being mad at like being mad at Nebraska football most of the time you know that kind of stuff and listening to those podcasts yes yeah year round it is year round it doesn't stop no it doesn't do you think you guys would ever or is there even a need for um some of those like philanthropic things that you do to almost have like a, a separate organization around that that is affiliated with your firm yeah i mean maybe um i mean it's not like we're not doing like 50 hours a week of this yeah. stuff you know yeah. so it's more just like ancillary to what mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. um so I, maybe you know i don't know i couldn't tell you yeah whether i thought that was going to happen or needed to happen it seems like you have a passion for it i do so yeah, yeah. i'm picking up on but that you know too. When, when, when when you um you know when my dad was in korea for three years i was lucky enough your dad's one of them i don't know if he knows this or not but okay who, who invested in me they just let me be around you know i was at your house a lot i was out on that boat mm-hmm. in manawa mm-hmm. so don manzingo has been somebody who's been was really important for me in a very dark time for me Mm. and so when when you've seen how your life can be impacted by people like you can't help but Mm want to do it for others you know and so yeah i mean that is my passion that's my number one passion in life is just trying to be around people and if i can help them in any way like Mm -hmm. i want to do it and that sounds like boy scoutish i don't mean it like that um i just I know what my faith has done for me and I know what other people have done for me. And so if I can, mm-hmm. if I can pass that on to somebody else, um, that's what I want to do. No, it's true. Like we've went, we went over to your house. I don't know. It was this a year or two oh, ago. Yeah. And you brought me some steaks. We brought some oh, yeah, steaks, right, whatever. Yeah. And we, Joel was with us and he had so much fun with your kids. But when we left, he was like, Oh, I really like David. You yeah. know, like you're playing basketball with them. You're into it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, saying bro and you know, just all the fun. Yeah. Like you can just tell you your energy is, yeah invested in like who's in front of you or what i appreciate that yeah no really that means a lot thank you so i mean i think you do to your point ben yeah there's like something in you that is um Mm -hmm. so do you think with with all that being said i mean do you think lawyers just get a bad rap or or are they really all a bunch of assholes and you're just the nice guy No, 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 you know know, honestly man um there's a lot of people that have a lot of egos yeah yeah and i think here's what happens to lawyers. yeah like where the heck does that come from i'll tell you exactly where it comes from is the legal profession is super demanding Mm -hmm. it's really hard to make it go you know and, and to have a successful career right and so many of these guys then have their identities tied to that. Mm. Okay. So then when you're negotiating an agreement with somebody, every little point where you're going back and forth on, for that guy, if he gives on that point, it's an ego thing. Right? Oh. It's, yeah. it's a, my identity isn't what I do, and I just had to give up on that point in mm. front of my client, so I'm a bad lawyer, I'm a bad person, right? You're going to be a miserable human being if that's how you go through mm. life. But that's what happens. Yeah. And and so some people, I mean, that's mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's a well deserved reputation for some. Yeah, it is, dude. I mean, and I'm not going to sugarcoat and, it. And obviously, I was joking a little bit, but yeah. you know, you get that in in mm-hmm. any profession. Yes, I mean, there's 100 percent that and everything, but for whatever reason, it's fun to joke about. There's lawyers. a lot of lot of dudes <laughs> with egos that that. Uh, well, my dad when when I uh, graduated from law school, I did a joint party with one of my really good friends. Uh, at the old Mesa in Bellevue, so mm. you know yes. it was a nice formal affair. And uh, he, his dad's a lawyer, so he had a bunch of like other lawyers and judges from around town come to this thing. And so uh, he waits till everybody's there, and all of a sudden he's like, uh, "I got something I want to say." It's kind of like a drunk uncle thing. I was like, oh, "I don't like where this <laughs> oh, is going." Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. And he proceeds to go. Um, 
what do you call five dead lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? And there's <laughs> nobody wants the answer to this question. Like yeah. nobody wants that. And yeah. he like looks around and he's like, uh, he goes, uh, a good start. <laughs> oh, shoot. And then pulls out pieces of paper that he printed off the internet because he was an old person. You know, that's what they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they're all lawyer jokes that he printed off the internet. And oh he, he starts gosh. going. He just keeps <gasps> nice. going. Nobody's laughing. And so I finally was like, yeah, let's get you home, man. Maybe take it easy on the margaritas there, buddy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, little. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's that a, great. Stay in your lane. Know your audience. Yeah, know your audience. Read, read the room, Dad. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That would have been a good one to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Well, man, I think with the um, the list of stuff that I was hoping we could cover, we did. Do you guys have any any other questions or anything? Well, you, you made us some food earlier, and I didn't know that. You, well, I guess I think I did that mm. you were gluten free. Yeah, and that is just for health reasons. Well, I mean, there's yeah. probably a whole other conversation around that. Oh. I guess, but yeah. <laughs> well, with, I mean, I think you... it was interesting because I was like, wait, does he have celiac? Because Ben, no, my wife does. Yeah, my wife does, <laughs> and that's okay, kind of what. Yeah, okay. that's kind of what led us to the gluten-free path, which so is... So your whole family is... There's no gluten at your house? Um, or is there That's for the recent, kids, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, my, my my second kid was getting strapped like every four weeks. Yeah. Mm. And uh, then we took gluten out and she hasn't had it in six months. Okay. Like, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. there yeah, seems I mean, to be a pretty we've strong had the correlation. Same, we had the issue with Haley you yeah. know, for years too. So yeah. I get that. But, yeah. Living okay. that gluten-free life. The good news is that um, bourbon is still gluten-free. So that's, true. that's what I needed to be able to hang on to there. That you know? is true. Yeah. Okay. Does uh, and, and for yourself, I mean, you've, you've adopted that for yeah. your family. Mm-hmm. And it's also good for your own health from the sound yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, about 2021, got diagnosed with a bunch of autoimmune mm-hmm. diseases, you know, arthritis type stuff. My dad had it. Um, and gluten is one of those things that will trigger a flare. And um, until I got this, I never quite understood how bad arthritis can be. Mm. Um, dude, like yeah, when, I get a, when I get a flare, like I'm in bed for 12 hours mm. and I've got a like feels like I got the flu and body aches and feels like somebody's sticking a knife in me. And so for mm. me, it's just it's like, I just, if it's a trigger, I'm not going to have it. Like, you know, is it worth it that. or and not? Is that, yeah. is that inflammation basically? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah just 100%. inflammation all over the place. Yeah. Yep. It just, yeah. So. And, um, do you, I mean, obviously you're, you're trying to manage it through mm-hmm. your diet and through foods and what yep. you consume and stuff like that. Is there a medicine component as well? So the, the was, or? I took uh, something called Humira for a while. Yeah, it's five thousand dollars a month. So, Holy yeah, and which was fine when I was on the firm insurance yeah. plan, but yeah. it's also terrible for you. Yeah, I mean the premise behind it is you put it in your body, and it artificially lowers, suppresses your immune system so that it stops mm. freaking out and attacking oh, your body. Geez. That just can't be good for you. No, right? and so like, come on. I was fortunate enough to come across a functional care doctor who who's like, Nah, man, you don't need that. That's yeah. poison for you. And I know we'll get you going. And yeah. so that's been life changing. $5,000 a month. Yeah. Because I mean, there yeah. is a lot of Humera commercials out there. Yeah. I have and then yeah. listen to all the stuff. It's like, you know, if you listen, this is going to kill me, you know, yeah. like, yeah. so it's not something you want. And that was, I, I did not know when I asked that question. That mm-hmm. was the explanation I was hoping that you were going to have. Yeah. You hear from so many people anymore. And even, even Morgan's doing it with some things that she's going through mm. trying to, uh, to write it with your diet, with yeah. what you're intaking, with, with where your mindset's at, with mm-hmm. where you're exercising, and Dude. and it's working. Yeah. 
it, it yeah no it's yeah. I mean it's changed my life I mean I'm yeah. I'm still trying to work off some lbs here yeah. a little bit but um, oh stop yeah. you are looking but, skinny no nah, man there's, yeah. there's more there's more to go but you know <laughs> that stuff has changed the game for me yeah I bet. you know yeah yeah when you don't live in pain twenty four seven you're you're a lot happier you know right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so you said your dad had this mm-hmm. the exact same thing did he do anything it, he it was you know when he got diagnosed he was like twenty eight. Okay. And God, but that's so Yeah, cool. he had rheumatoid, and, and back then it was like, we're going to put you on yeah. 2,000 yes. different yeah. things. So Absolutely. It so was kind of too late for okay. him. Different game. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I see. Well, I mm. think that's yeah. it. But no, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, with, uh, with that in mind, um, and as you talked about, you know, there's a couple uh, drinks that you can, mm-hmm. that you are still mm-hmm. cool with having. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to show you here is this. Sweet little flag we have in the middle of the table here. Uh-huh. Let me get in it real quick. Look at this a little speakeasy. That's right. We were even talking little, about that it is earlier. Serious. Hidden <laughs> uh-huh. Look at you. Do you have to go back to work? No. Okay. All right. Oh, let's do he it. He works for himself. Yeah. Who gives yeah. a shit? <laughs> so in this compartment here, yeah, we've got a couple of drinks from uh, oh, Cooper's look at Chase. That. He's oh, gonna man. have to finish that the, one he's up. He's the last yeah. bourbon yeah. too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think so. Sorry, guys. That's mine. Yeah, it's yours, yep. buddy. It, uh, Cooper's Chase, Nebraska bourbon. Um, Andy, tell him tell him a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Old Doug Trainer out of uh, West Point. Um, and he's a he's a great follow on social media. You know, he's real interactive, fun guy. We've had him on the pod before. One yeah. of our most popular pods. Yeah, yeah, he's a great dude. Um, real good, con- you know, good with the conversation. But he likes to share with you. Like once he's done with his day job, he goes home and he gets in the distillery, and that's his time away and his alone. T- yeah, it's really cool to just watch the product being made, and then going to the grocery store or whatever and seeing it on the shelf. Absolutely, it, it's really cool. And like uh, the grains that he uses. Come right out of the elevator there in Beamer, Nebraska. I love it. Corn grown right down the street. I yeah. love it. So how cool is that? Can't get any better. Can yep. you open that? Oh, pretty cool God. deal. It's pretty tight. <laughs> it is pretty tight. You want to try it? <laughs> maybe, I was going to use my teeth. I was going to use my teeth. I got it. There we go. And he promised me bourbon, and now I'm not going to get any. Right. Finish it off. So, uh, secondly, that cup that you're holding there. Yeah. Um, that's, oh. Yeah, it's bad, right? It's heavy, so you know it's real. That's another. I've, I've got some. That's another company uh, in Nebraska called Handlebend um, in O'Neill. Yeah. So that crew up there, they hand make all these. This is all full copper, obviously, handmade, cool stuff, straight from their place. Yeah. So they custom made these for us, so they would fit in this little hidden Come compartment. On <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Yep. Vince so is a little handle, bigger. Huh? For, first yeah. of all, sweet, dude. well, it was their design so that that one goes inside this one. Oh, they, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so you got a couple of cool things. You got Cooper's Chase. It's I think it's just cooperschase.com. Uh, yeah, uh, Cooper's Chase Distillery. Cooper's Chase Distillery. So. Okay. I'm going to double check that. And then you've got... Uh, Handlebin. You've got Handlebin. It is mm. cooperschase.com. Yep. Cooper's with an S, chase.com. Yeah. That's where you're going to find those drinks. And they've got them out in like hives and stuff oh, yeah. like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Handlebend, you got to go directly to the Handlebend website. Although there are some stores starting to, uh, really? they're getting in a couple of stores, I believe, but bad stuff. I mean, it's, it's, uh, they do a great job. So let's have a quick drink here. There we go. You ready? Oh. Right, cheers, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Right. cheers. I appreciate you coming cheers. on. I apologize for these low numbers. You're coming your way. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's good. They do a pretty good job. I think it's pretty good. Tell your man Doug to holler at me. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. So on that same note, this is a handle bend package right here. Mm. 
and we like to uh, give all of our guests oh. a gift. That's your gift. That's really cool, man. I appreciate that. For sure. So yeah. inside that package is, is some of these only bigger version? No kidding. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you going to get used uh, get used tonight? I'll send you guys pictures. All right. Yep. Yep. Good deal. As you can tell, those boys, they do an awesome job with the oh, packaging. Yeah. You get a little uh, crowbar on the side so you can crank that thing open oh, to get to your man. cups. <laughs> this is sweet. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Anybody looking for a unique gift? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's next level. Handleben.com. Handleben.com. That's right. Nice. So to close it out, man, um, I don't know if you guys are, are, are looking for more business or not, but mm. you already mentioned that you you don't have a website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or a social media. I mean, yeah. is there, what would you tell folks, like, if, if, if someone was asking me about something that I thought you would be good at, how would yeah. I direct them to you? I mean, just tell you? them your phone number. It's okay. Yeah, let's not maybe do that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you can message me on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, our, my email address is david.madden at richardsonmadden.com. So that's okay. pretty easy. So, yep. you know, um, even if we're not a good fit, I'm happy to, to send people the right direction, you know, like I do with you. So do you work with, with folks outside of our area here oh, or yeah. is it all pretty local? I think I've done real estate deals in probably 40 States. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, and even something as simple as like we were buying a little piece of property and I needed some help and yeah. you lined everything up and yeah. You, know, you got your standard closing costs. You know exactly what you're doing. You send me the forms. Boom. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, no, I don't know if that's up your alley or not. But yeah. If, if it's if it's something like that, we're we're happy to help. Yeah. Especially if you know it's something one of your listeners or you know somebody you're affiliated with. We we like to we like to partner with people for sure. You know for so, sure definitely. And we could put um, we could put that email address in the yeah. in the show notes if oh, people yeah. want to check it out. Yep. Cool. So I yeah, that. yeah, man. No, this has been fun. I I don't know why, but for some reason it came to my mind. Like, man, it'd be fun to talk to Dave. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> I hope it was. Yeah. It, it was. Has, it has been fun. I learned a lot too. It's yeah. very it's very different from a lot of things that we typically typically talk about. But on the other hand, it's also very similar. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the same things. It's common people. Yeah. Doing cool stuff yeah. that a lot of people don't really know about. And um, people being passionate about what they're doing right. and 100%. loving it. Mm-hmm. And you yep. love what you do, I do, and you help a lot of people. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's very common. So. Yeah. That's the goal here. Absolutely. But well, we hope you had fun. It's my thanks first one. Coming. Huge privilege. Seriously, this is yeah. a lot of fun. Good I appreciate deal. you guys. No, that's great. Oh, thanks yeah. for coming. All right. Well, you guys got anything else? I think that's mm-hmm. it. All righty. Peace. It out. Here we Later. Go.